You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode six of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. This week, we're going to just recap week 15 of the NFL season. A lot has happened where the playoffs are concerned and things have lined up for some and not for others. And we're also going to talk about the NHL and it's back. It's back for it's 2021. Back. Merry Christmas so, to us. I'm your host, Jennifer Fink. And with me is my great co-host, Lisa Porcello. And let's kick off Time Out with Jen and Lisa with some Week 15 NFL, NFL highlights. <laughs> yes, it was, it was so exciting. I can't even say it. Uh, the first game that I think we kind of want to touch on was one of the big games that we had. It was uh, Kansas City and New Orleans, but um, that's going to be a first game we're going to talk about. But Lisa, what were your thoughts on Week 15? Well, Week 15 was uh, one of the more interesting weeks, I think, of the NFL season this year. Uh, you had Kansas City basically in a pretty thrilling match edging out New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Seahawks secured their playoff position. Tom Brady, mastermind of fine recovery for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he also there was also some heartbreak for his old team. Mm, I don't call it heartbreak. <laughs> I definitely don't I, call I think it heartbreak. Unless you live in the Massachusetts, New England area, you feel the same way. So yeah. no heartbreak. Yeah, that's uh, true. The New York Jets finally ended their losing streak. Told you they'd win a game. And in the late game, the Cleveland Browns made it five wins out of six and boosted their AFC playoff hopes with a 26 victory over the New York Giants. Uh, so the teams that are going to be celebrating so far are the ones that clinched the division, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, Damn right. the Green Bay Packers, Packers in the NFC North. Uh, also teams that have secured playoff spots, Pittsburgh, AFC North, New Orleans, NFC South, and uh, I think that's it. What I have so yeah, far for who has it. secured? Did Pittsburgh playoff. really secure it? Oh, they. Oh, yes, they secured a playoff berth, but they yeah. may not have won their division. Yeah, there's a good chance that they couldn't. They might not win their division. Okay. I think the Cleveland Browns are oh, game back. They're right there. Yeah, they're right there. So. So Kansas City and New Orleans, this was a much tighter game than I thought it would be. It was Drew Brees' first game back. I was um, kind of surprised. Honestly, I, I think he should not have played. I don't, yeah. I think I think Hill would have done better against, against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton is a great coach, but uh, I think he made a big mistake rushing Brees back from injury. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I... I mean, just look at his numbers. Uh, when he began the game, he was 0 for 6 for the first time in his career. Uh, they didn't even the, the Saints didn't even achieve a first down until their fifth series. Wow. By halftime, Drew Brees was just 5 of 16 for 87 yards and an interception, which was a wobbly throw towards the sideline. So he had a rough start. <laughs> well, and the, the thing that, that gets me with, with this game is that you and I have talked a lot about Kansas City and how we just don't feel that they are the team that they were and how they kind of beat themselves in a way. Mm -hmm. Like they get lackadaisical. And I think this was a good example. 
I thought, you know, New Orleans defense was okay, but I can't say that it was stellar. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Kansas City, their offensive line is ravaged with injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mahomes isn't getting much time or protection to throw the ball. So I guess that's really probably what it boils down to is that, you know, the offensive line just isn't there to protect him, to give him time. But because he's so good, he can still make plays happen. Right, right. And that's why they won by three points. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, despite, I I think, Drew Brees, I mean, playing injured, Mm -hmm. uh, the Saints somehow in the third quarter had a 15-14 lead. Yeah, yeah, not really sure how that happened. (laughs) And, I mean, New Orleans really put a lot of pressure on Pat Mahomes. I'm sorry, Patrick. Mahomes his mom would disagree (laughs) Uh, throughout that game Um, but I think it just shows how good Patrick Mahomes is yeah that he had you know his offensive line was hurt a lot of it was hurt Uh, and the Saints are really bearing down on him their defense and he in the second half of that game he really picked up the the slack yeah I mean it did look like in the second half that the Saints were kind of worn down a little uh They've been ravaged with injury. But, so. you know, following the following halftime, Mahomes was 13 to 20. Uh, he threw for 133 yards. After halftime. After halftime. Wow. He had a touchdown. Uh, he sidestepped a bunch of sacks. <laughs> that's, that's what makes him so good and so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's really the difference for Kansas City and why they're 13 and 1. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, last year you could have said the same thing, but – I feel like some of his team was also part of the reason for that. But this year, I, I really feel like it's Patrick that's carrying them uh, all the way through. And, and, and Kelsey. Don't forget about Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but he's he, – I don't know. He hasn't been as impressive this year as previous years. But I think that Mahomes-Kelsey combination is yep. key. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, going back to Drew Brees, uh, when he was asked in a, a post-game press conference, they asked him, they said, "Are you were you 100%? And he said, nope. And he laughed about it. So, what are they doing? Then uh, why? Yeah, why not start <clears throat> Why not start Taysom Hill? Yeah. I mean, I know Jameis Winston's on the COVID list, uh, but why not start Taysom? Yeah. I mean, I know it's Kansas City. It's a big game. But, but why are you going to risk it? And here's the other thing. Drew Brees, uh, he didn't have Michael Thomas. Uh, right. He leaned on, had to lean on uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Uh, his... Touched. He did very well, Emmanuel Sanders, but yeah, yeah. So he didn't really have, so to say, a, a supporting cast. Right. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a mistake to play Drew Brees. And I what I also. I with Tyson Hill. I think the second mistake by the Saints was they didn't really uh, feature um, Kamara. I don't understand that. I feel like he's not being as, well, <clears throat> take that back. He is, he is being utilized but not in the way that I think is to his strengths this season. I feel like they've used him differently. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his numbers. It said Kamara caught just three passes for 40 yards. He did manage to get a touchdown. Um, He rushed for 54 yards on 11 carries. But I feel like in a game where your quarterback is not 100%, you really – and you have someone as good as Kamara – you really need he really needed to be more involved in the offense of that yeah. game and I, I think it was a blunder by Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. I I I agree. I don't I don't think they utilized him correctly. 
in that game at all. But the the player that was a standout player was the Chiefs cornerback, Legereus Sneed. He had one interception, one sack, and he broke up three passes. Mm. That can make all the difference Absolutely. in the world in the game, especially with the three-point game like that. Kansas City goes on. They play Atlanta, who is so up and down and so streaky. I do not you understand never Atlanta. never know what you're going to get with Atlanta week to week. So we can sit here and say, yeah, you know, Kansas City should easily win that game. But if Matt Ryan plays the way that he played this this past week. <laughs> can I just say that Matt Ryan broke my heart in fantasy football? He did. He caused you to lose. I had start him. I have Phillip Rivers and I have Matt Ryan. Phillip Rivers has been destroying it for the past three weeks. Matt Ryan, <clears throat> he's been terrible. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start Phillip Rivers. Who do you think had 60 points in fantasy and who had 31? Yep. Yep. So, Matt Ryan, you're killing me. You did kill me because I lost. Yeah, and you're out. Yeah. You're out. The Vikings uh, uh, play the Saints. Again, the Saints Saints should win that game. The Vikings really don't have any defense whatsoever. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what they do at quarterback for the Saints. Um, if they're going to play Breeze or if they're going to go back to Hill. I mean, I would go back to Hill. Let Breeze heal. I mean. Uh, Why? Why not? You have a 40-something-year-old quarterback. Oh, God, yeah. You don't really have much of an O-line. He's your franchise quarterback. Do you really want to take that chance? I think think that was a big blunder by Sean Payton starting Drew Breeze. So, now, the Chiefs did win the game. Uh, It was close. But unfortunately, there was sort of a dark cloud for the Chiefs as there was a serious injury to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He couldn't put weight on his leg, and he had to be escorted to the locker room. Uh, So luckily for the Chiefs, they do have Le'Veon Bell. Um, He's definitely capable of replacing the rookie, Edwards-Hilaire, but still, Edwards-Hilaire has been a nice, has been a bright spot for Kansas City. Um, I'm interested to see how Le'Veon Bell does. Uh, well, I mean, he, he 62 yards and a touchdown on 15 carries. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, that's good. That's good. But yeah, I, I wonder. So, so yes. So that is that game. That is, um, our lovely Kansas city, New Orleans saints game. Uh, the chargers and the Raiders are the next game that we want to talk about. The chargers, <laughs> the Chargers Justin, won that game 30-27. Yeah, Justin Justin Herbert, one rush touchdown, two touchdowns, passed 314 yards. The surprise, the takeaway that I got from this game is no doubt Mariota. I when Derek Carr went down, I was like, Oh, Vegas is done. Mariota's coming in. This is just going to be a disaster. He had 88 rush yards, 226 pass yards. I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Raiders have one of the best uh, backup quarterbacks in the NFL in Mariota. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not – I don't know. The past couple years, I haven't really been feeling it with him, but – I think for most of that game, though, that he played, he he did seem like an upgrade to Derek Carr. Well, yeah, totally. And that's what I'm saying. He was the biggest surprise for me. I mean, he, he completed all five of his passes for 80 yards, touched down the opening half to Darren Waller, who's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, he converted three fourth downs in the second half, including two on a drive in which he was down 24, 17 in the final frame. Yep. I mean, 
I got to disagree. He's probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think based on what he did this weekend, yeah. But in previous times that he's played, I would say no. Well, I don't think he had the right system in Tennessee that when he was the starting quarterback in Tennessee. That could be. That could be. And we're not sure. We're unsure of how how Derek Carr is going to be. They're saying it's a, a fairly serious groin injury. Yeah, I I would sit him out the next two games and and just play Mariota because I mean Mariota was an upgrade to Carr, definitely an upgrade. I mean the Raiders, you know their playoff chances were sort of on the line with this game. Yeah. I think they're pretty much. I think it's over. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, I definitely think it's over for them now. No, I, I think uh, also. Another screw-up by John Gruden in the play calling. Uh, you know, Mariota got the Raiders into a first and goal to potentially win the game. and But Gruden's playmaking basically forced a field goal. Oh, and, wow. you know, he missed out having Greg Olson, who's out with COVID. Uh, he called two poor Josh Jacobs runs. Uh, followed by a rollout throw to the fullback. A field goal gave the Raiders the lead. It just wasn't safe enough because of how poor their defense was all evening. Gotcha. You know, and thanks to uh, two penalties, the Chargers moved inside the five-yard line. They converted, unlike the Raiders, and Herbert scored in a sneak to give the Chargers the win. And that was it. And that was the game. This game was a total failure for the Raiders, and they have a l- extreme long shot to making the playoffs. So... You know, we talked about how the offense made mistakes. The defense was absolutely atrocious. That was the difference in this game. And it, speaking of the defense, they've allowed 30-plus points in nine games a season. That's tied most <laughs> for games in a single season in team history. That's uh, nine games of 30-plus points, and they've played 14, right? Because yeah. they, they already had their bye week. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert surpassed Andrew Luck. For the most games of 300-plus pass yards by rookie in NFL history at number six. So congratulations to him I mean, on that lovely milestone. Um, the Chargers are 5-9. and nine. Las Vegas is now 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm not seeing their chances absolutely as good not. with the playoffs, especially the way that they've kind of been tanking the past few games. Um, but we can certainly go to to a game that that I like, and it's the Bills and the Broncos. <laughs> I, um, I said Josh it last Allen. week. Josh I said, Allen is just the man. Uh, I said it last week. The Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. I've heard that a lot, and being a longtime Bills fan, it's really scary to hear. Now, the Bills have not won the AFC East in 25 years. 25, people. It has been a long playoff-less drought for the past quarter century. As Buffalo watched... The New England Patriots claim the division almost every single year. But for my compadre, Jen, the wait is finally over. 25 long <laughs> years. I have gray hair. I'm about 70 pounds heavier <laughs> than I was the last time that they won uh, the division title in 1995. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the Bills. Um, they have a great Monday night matchup with the Patriots at New England, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot closer because it's Patriots Bills. Those games are always close. Yes, it's like Duke Carolina basketball. Always, always. So I'm pretty excited about that as being the month, the last Monday night football game of the season. Um, there's not a lot to say other than Buffalo played amazing. Well, I have a few things to say about the game. Um, other than Buffalo played amazing, which I don't they know did, what they else did. But say. I mean, I have a few things to say about Denver. 
The Bills are seven and zero in games when are Josh you, Allen just has three hundred plus yards this season. Josh Allen is six and zero this season versus teams currently ranked top ten in pass defense. Josh Allen has surpassed Jim Kelly for the second most pass yards in a single season in Bills history: three thousand eight hundred and forty four yards in nineteen ninety one by Jim Kelly. Josh Allen is the man. Josh Allen should have a Christmas tree topper, and it should be on everyone's Christmas tree. Okay, president of the Josh and Allen fan club. And what would you like to say about the Broncos? Well, it didn't help that the Broncos... Yeah, jo- Josh Allen had an amazing game, but it didn't help. They didn't have an answer for Josh Allen. Uh, they were down. They're two cornerbacks, and Denver watched Allen shred them the entire afternoon. Uh, Jenner already went through his stats, so I won't even repeat those, but they are pretty damn good. Uh, it's just that he's awesome. <laughs> That's all anybody needs to know. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about Devon, uh, Devin Singletary for the yep. Bills. Yep. Now, uh, this guy had to be frustrated for most of the afternoon. He had a touchdown wiped out by a penalty, and he saw Zach Moss handle nearly double his workload. <sighs> Moss rumbled for 81 yards on 13 attempts. Singletary had just 17 rushing yards until the final drive of the game, but that's when he sprinted for a 51-yard touchdown. But he only had eight attempts. Singletary finished with 68 yards and a score on eight attempts. So it had to be a frustrating day for the guy, and I don't understand why. And I know we've talked about this off the year. I don't understand why Singletary isn't given more Given the ball more. I don't understand it either. And I mean, Devin Singletary last year was just a beast. I mean, I, I wonder if there's an injury that he's kind of being plagued with. But I mean, he did have to play a lot of snaps when Zach Moss was out sort of uh, midseason. But I mean, you got to, he's a machine. You got to play him first and second downs. My only thought was that they were trying to, you know, make it a little bit harder for the Broncos defense to actually defend the run. But I, 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 they need to play Singletary more. I don't understand what they're doing. They're bringing him in maybe on third down, not on goal lines. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, unless he's nursing an injury that we don't know. I don't about. think so. He looks pretty healthy. He does. He does. And I mean, he really took off in that, that last, that last run that he had. So yeah, I um, I, I don't quite understand why they're, they're not playing him more. Can we talk about Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley? Oh, the two of them were just lights out. But neither one had a touchdown, which was interesting. Well, you know, <laughs> Diggs had a monstrous game against yeah. Denver's secondary, but they don't really have a secondary no. due to injury. Uh, Beasley hit the century mark, uh, eight balls for 112 yards. Um, 10 targets he was targeted 10 targets yep so not only do we have to give it to josh allen but we have to give it to his receivers as well them uh, cole beasley i don't understand why dallas got rid of him but i'm glad that dallas got rid of him because the bills got him he's an outstanding receiver and he's quick and he can get to the open spot and i feel like he and uh josh allen have a very good connection he's real good at that um, cut over. Yep. You know, he runs out and then he he's good at losing his defender and cutting over the middle of the field. Yep. And that's where he is every time for Josh Allen. Yep. And Dawson Knox, he had a he had Oh, a he had a great game. game. He had 36 yards. He was 2 for 4 receiving with a touchdown. 
it's great to have a good solid tight end. We haven't had one of those in a really long time. And they're hard to find. <laughs> they are hard to find. They're very hard to find. So I was really pleased with that. I mean, overall, I thought they really played a great game. And, um, uh, you know, they their next game is against the Patriots, like I said, on Monday night. I see that as being a close game. I still see Buffalo coming out on top and sweeping the Patriots this year and just digging that dagger in a little bit deeper. <laughs> um, well, I, I want to go back to, to Denver again. I know, you know, this is talking about the Bills, but I want to talk about Denver again. Drew Locke, now, is, does he fit into the 2021 plan for the Broncos? Does What is John Elway going to decide with Drew Locke? I, I mean, I can't really say that, it's, that Drew Locke is a, the problem. Yes. Um, I, I think not having Von Miller has been a huge blow to the Broncos. They haven't had him all season. He opted to sit out. I think that's just hurt from a leadership standpoint. He's really the leader of that team. They really don't have a leader of that team. Uh, they have Melvin Gordon, an aging rusher. Philip Lindsay, who I don't feel like he's really produced much this year either. No, I had but, you know I had high hopes for him last year. He was on my fantasy team, and yeah, I I I don't know what the deal is with him. But but Drew Lock, I mean, I I can't say that he doesn't fit the system. I just think that the part of the system is broken. Well, I, I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't think he's terrible. So this season, Drew Locke has turned the ball over 16 times. Right, 13 interceptions, three lost fumbles, ranking near the bottom of the league so after he's week a, 15. He's about as good as Sam Darnold. But is that his fault? No. They don't have any receivers. They don't have anything. They don't have... Uh, they have Noah Fant. I mean, Noah Fant's good. Jerry Judy, who I feel like they're barely using he, at all. Yeah, he needs to be utilized He more. only had 19 yards. <laughs> he had five targets, one reception. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the problem is with with Denver. I, I don't know if it's just their system if they need to just you know, start to try to rebuild a well, little bit around Drew Locke. I think if Drew Locke wants to keep his job, he needs to to cut his turnovers I significantly. I agree. So, he's got to learn how to throw the ball away better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took Josh Allen a season or two to figure that out. Yeah, that's true. That and slide instead of getting tackled. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that always makes me nervous. Yeah. Now, he, at least he knows now to slide. Yes, yes. Do we want to move on to the next game? Yes, Dolphins and Patriots. I know you want to definitely talk about this game. Dolphins. This is their winning first winning record since 2016. It's because so of their defense. I'll just start with that. And the Patriots are officially eliminated from the postseason for Merry the first Christmas. time. Merry Christmas. First time since 2008. So what can we say about this game? Um, let's well, see. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, this is the first time in a while I've actually really cheered for the Dolphins. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's hard for me to, to do that. But I... Um, I was very excited. I was very excited for Tua. He became the first rookie quarterback to defeat the Patriots since Geno Smith did it in week seven of 2013. Cam Newton is just Cam Newton. I mean, his his passer rating was 86.8. That's not horrible, but he had nothing, nothing around him. Uh, 22 to 12 is, is a nice score, um, I think. Well, 
what I don't understand is the the Patriots needed to win this game to keep their dwindling playoff hopes alive. Uh, and so their defense needed to come up big. And it should have been a pretty easy task for Belichick, matching wits with a rookie quarterback uh, who had struggled in the past against uh, other great defensive-minded coaches. Uh, what made matters worse for Tua, not only was he a rookie matching wits against Bill Belichick, is that he was out with he did not have his four weapon top four mm, weapons Devontae yeah. Parker Mike Gesicki Preston Williams and Jakeem Grant were that's, all sidelines that's true his receiving was yeah but <laughs> for some reason the Patriots had difficulty stopping the Dolphins Miami's point to- total wasn't very high uh but it's pretty misleading I mean the Patriots missed so many tackles it was embarrassing hmm. Uh, every Miami run was extended by more yards than it should have gone because a Dolphin player slipped through the pathetic defense of the really? Patriots. Uh, they just could not tackle. I, I don't know. It, the, the Patriots surrendered 246 rushing yards to the Dolphins. That's just mind-boggling. That's, that's, yeah, that's not <laughs> I okay. mean, there's no excuse for that. No, that's that's not okay. Tua was the vastly superior quarterback in this matchup. Cam Newton just heaved some hideous passes in the air yeah he still panics like i feel like he gets under pressure or he can't lead them to the end zone no no, he can't i think the the patriots had to settle for four field goals in that game so they didn't even score a touchdown in that game well he gets into the red zone and he he just panics he chokes yeah he was 17 to 27 for 209 yards uh he had better luck as a scrambler uh he nine carries 38 yards but he was just dreadful their defense was was dreadful cam newton was dreadful he was their number two uh rusher sony michelle was number one yeah with 74 yards that's it i mean that that you know whatever you want to say about the patriots is it tom brady or is it bill belichick I think I got to lean back to Tom Brady a little bit because it, it, I know the Patriots, some of the guys sat out, some are Did hurt. some retirement. But I just, this is just ridiculous. And it's great for me and the AFC, other AFC East teams. It's nice <laughs> to see them go well, down. It's but, nice to see other teams yes. uh, being at the top of the game. Like, I, I don't know about the rest of America, but I was kind of tired of seeing the Patriots Yep. Every year the Patriots are in the playoff or the Super Bowl. Yep. It, it was it was getting tiresome. So I'm glad that the Patriots have been taken down a few notches and we have the Dolphins playing great ball. We have the Bills playing great ball. Uh, the Jets won a game. Well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else is in there? Uh, why am I blanking? Oh, in the, in the AFC? Yeah. Wow, totally blanking on it. That's it. Okay, all right, all right. Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets. Okay. I thought I was forgetting somebody. No, no, there's only four. You know, like the... We only have four. I don't know. Like Dallas, they're in the NFC. (laughs) No, I know (laughs) Dallas is in the (laughs) NFC. So, yeah. So, so we're very happy that Miami took down New England. That is a good day to celebrate and to have And New England was just embarrassing they were they were in it i love it it was great it was fun to see the bears and the vikings always a good game always a good rivalry um david montgomery 146 yards two touchdowns the bears are in the mix for the seventh wild card spot 
they played pretty well in the beginning of the year. Then they looked like they were beating themselves up and fighting with each other. I think I even said that, that mm. they were fighting with each other. They were imploding. And they're starting to pull it back together. Mitch Trubisky is um, maybe a little more of a leader than I originally thought. Eh, I mean, stat-wise doesn't mean that you're a leader or not. But I feel like they won 33-27. to I mean, I know Minnesota, you know, doesn't have good tackling. They don't Their defense is, is... Their defense is not that good. Riddled with holes because of injury. Eric Kendricks was out. He was sort of the the glue that's held that injury ravaged defense together. So their, their defense was not, let's say, healthy. Yeah, but I, I have to say they were able, the Bears were able to close it. And I was I was glad to see that um, they were able to close the game. I do like David Montgomery. I think he's a really good running back. Um, they have Jacksonville next, which they should win. Well, yeah, Jacksonville wants Trevor Lawrence. Yep. And now that the Jets have won a game, Jacksonville is now number one pick. Yep. So I doubt they're going to win. Yeah, they're not. And the Vikings have the Saints, which the Saints should win that game. But, yeah, the Vikings, I believe, are out. They Or maybe they have a slim chance of getting into the playoffs, depending on kind of how some things fall. But, yeah, I um, I definitely thought the Bears played pretty well. I don't know. I, I'm not feeling Trubitsky. I, I think he his stat line was pretty underwhelming against an injury-ravaged secondary. Uh, 15 to 21 for 202 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he tried his hardest to kill his team's chance at the very end of the game. Uh, made you know he's nearly picked on a, a pretty bad throw into triple coverage late in the game. Tossed an interception. Um, kept the Vikings alive. Luckily, Chicago's defense was able to shut them down. Uh, you know, he was just making dumb errors late in the game. I didn't That's... say he had to be good. I just said he had to be a leader. <laughs> well, one I that... think he's more of a leader than, I mean. But do leaders make dumb errors? Sure. I know plenty of leaders that make dumb errors. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think, it, I think it has to do with supporting your team. And I, I don't think they had that before. Because if you look at how they played, not that Nick Foles is any better than Trubisky, but... If you look at the two of them and when they played together, they really didn't play as a unit under Nick Foles. And I feel like they're playing as a unit under Mitch. And I think that's the difference. Does everybody, do they still throw the ball in the triple coverage? Yeah, that's just stupid. Do you almost, you know, fumble the ball? Yeah, that's stupid. But I think they're they're playing more as a unit. You can play Mitch. as a unit, but when you're starting quarterback, even though he may be a leader, when he still makes dumb I, mistakes. I know, I know. Uh I mean, the reason why the Bears... There's two reasons why the Bears won that game. They won that game because of David Montgomery yep. and the Bears' defense. Yep. Now, you know, and I think also another reason is is Kirk Cousins, the oh, Vikings well, quarterback. He's just, yeah. Pretty inconsistent game. Uh, 24 for several 35, mistakes. Threw a pick. Uh, he just... He doesn't read defense nope. defenses well. He never has. So... Well, I guess he doesn't read them quick enough, so he tends to get sacked a lot. Um, you know, he's lucky he's got good receivers, um, but he's just inconsi- inconsistent. Uh, you know, I, I, he has trouble reading the defense quickly. He's the third reason why the Bears won that game. <laughs> yeah. 
David Montgomery joined Hall of Fame Walter Payton and Hall of Famer Gail Sayers as the only Chicago Bear players with 100-plus rush yards oh, and very one nice. rush TD in two straight games versus Minnesota all-time. It's good company right there. Yeah. Yep, and the Bears have won three straight road games versus the Vikings for the first time since 1983 to 1985. Oh, 1985. That was the uh, the Bears, yeah. The Super Bowl shuffle. Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings have 23-plus points in 11 of their first 14 games of the season for the first time since 2013. And interesting with that, they've scored 26-plus points in five losses. Most such losses in the NFL. Huh. So those are your interesting, those your interesting uh, stats. And here's one little vote up from for Mitch Trubisky. Here is one of four quarterbacks in Bears history with ten thousand plus pass yards and one thousand plus rush yards. Can we look at the past Bears quarterbacks? Cutler, <laughs> Harbaugh, McMahon. None of them could run to save their lives. Yeah. Some could pass, but none could run. And can I mention I, I someone that I feel sorry for is Dalvin Cook. Do he's, he's I think he's the one of the oh, best yeah. running backs in the game, and he's, he's just stuck, stuck on stuck a crappy team on a, a bad system. So yeah, I mean, he again he had a fantastic game numbers wise, but yep, the Bears should win the next one. Minnesota's going to lose the next one. Chicago's going to make the playoffs as a wild card. That's my prediction. I could see that. I don't see them going far in the playoffs. Oh, no, they're going to lose first round. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Seahawks-Redskins. Another game that, to me, was a bit closer than it should have been. The Seahawks playoff for the ninth time in 11 seasons with Pete Carroll as their head coach. And I also believe it's the ninth time in 11 seasons as Russell Wilson as their quarterback. Um, But we may have to check that stat. I think that might be right. I'm trying to think when Russell Wilson came in to the NFL. Well, that may be the case. You know, those are great stats, but boy, the Seahawks are having a tough time oh, with the, N- <laughs> the NFCs. I mean, last week they lost to the Giants and the the Redskins without Alex Smith, and they they you know they gave him a, a a tough run in this game. This game was closer than it should have been. Haskins played a lot better than I thought he would. Even he though did. he gave up two interceptions, he still threw for 295 yards, but he threw the ball a lot. He had 55 attempts. That's a lot of attempts. And he hit 38 of 55. But, you know, I think overall, the Seahawks, I'm not really sure what's what's up with them. I mean, they've got a tough game against the Rams which is an important game. Well, we know the Rams are going to come out next week They're going to be on fire. Yeah. Yep. They're definitely going to be on fire. And then another interesting stat, and I, I felt like Washington really could have pulled this game out, and they just weren't able to. I don't know if they just didn't have the, the veteran leadership or the right pieces, but an interesting stat, they've been behind double digits 10 times this season. 10 times. And they've come back the past five to almost win the games. So it's almost like if they just put together three and a half quarters instead of two quarters, (laughs) like they might actually be winning more games. Um, But I mean, Washington, I I think has been impressive to me. They're the best team in the NFC East, which isn't saying much. 
But uh, you know, I think now the Eagles with Jalen Hurts could be the best team in the NFC. I think he's going to get figured out, though. I think um, I forget who they have, who they have next. Well, they have the Cowboys next. I think uh, I think their defense is going to figure him out. All right. But I, I agree with you though about Seattle. Uh, they're worrisome this year. Yeah, I'm not I, feeling it with them. You know, I'm not feeling it. Russell, well, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, he was successful in the first half. Second half, he missed some throws he normally makes. Um, he didn't really generate the best passing stats. Uh, you know, but he did. He kept the chains moving. He did. Uh, and sometimes that's that's what it takes to be a good quarterback. Especially via scrambles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, they they were up 20, 23, I think, but then they started to sort of self-destruct. Uh, that's, a, that's the thing that scares me, I think, the most with them is that, you know, they they can be up and then next thing you know, it's a touchdown game or a field goal game. That's the thing that worries me about Seattle this year. Is they they just can't. I don't know if they just can't put a whole game together, a whole package for both sides, where Washington forgets to play for at least two quarters. You know, where <laughs> Seattle just has either strong offense and no defense, or strong defense and no offense, but they're not able to kind of put the two pieces together. That that's what I've seen at least. They I, they're just a little streaky to me. They are a little streaky, and I think. The one reason why they, you know, have already clinched is that they're the NFC. You and I have talked about oh, this, yeah. that the NFC is is inferior to the AFC, the AFC in, in, in so, so many ways. This year. Um, so, I, I mean, I think if the Seahawks were in the AFC, you know, if they were in the AFC West, could they, oh. would they be in, a, in the position they are now? No. I, I don't think they would be. Um, they are playing streaky uh I feel like sometimes they are scrambling to win a game. Uh, they don't appear, they don't instill confidence in me as a team. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But really none of the NFC teams are doing that for me. <laughs> but they're just another team. The Cowboys and the 49ers, this game went into overtime. The Cowboys are now one game back with Washington's loss. And they need Washington to lose the next two. And they need to win in order to take the nfc east they play the eagles next i think the cowboys defense is going to figure out jalen hurts i think that the cowboys are going to win that game even though it's in philadelphia there are no fans um i do i you know the 49ers are not making the playoffs this year no they just had too many injuries and i do feel bad for them um because i felt like they really got a raw deal with the injuries, and then they got kicked out of their stadium and had to play in Arizona. I mean, that's got to be hard. That's got to be challenging for teams to to manage. But, you know, I can't really blame anybody on the 49ers. It's just been a rough year for them. Yeah, I mean, how are you expected to win games without uh, Kittle, without Garoppolo? Yeah, I mean, they just possible. had... And their defense has been beat up with Just injury. so many injuries. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, Mullins... He's a backup quarterback. He's not going to be your your star. I, I mean, he was twenty one of thirty six for two hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns, and three toner, turnovers. Uh, he did eventually get injured. I think he hurt yeah. his elbow. He was replaced. Um, 
you know he had a nice game for not having a lot around them like he made Mullins. he did he made some big mistakes um oh sure yeah he's young you know I, I, but that the difference is that andy dalton he's he's a tier b quarterback he's mm-hmm. not your top level quarterback but he did veteran you know but he didn't make any mistakes and that was a big difference uh now, something interesting I wanted to point out in this game was uh, Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So he was the leading rusher in the game. He started in place of the injured and maybe out of shape Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Pollard looked great. He ran for 69 yards, two touchdowns on just 12 carries. He also caught six passes for 63 receiving yards. I would say I think Pollard should start the rest of the game for the rest of the games for the year. I don't see why not. I mean, Elliot's not doing anything. He's out of shape. He can't, He's he just... can't do anything. Yeah, he can't do anything. I Why not? Why not play Pollard? At this point, you got to throw everything on the table. And if you got to go with, with who's doing the best at the time when you need it. And Absolutely. If Pollard's the one that's playing good ball and is getting it done, then you got to play him. You could give him that opportunity. I feel like uh, Elliot, his heart and mine are just not in the game I, yeah I uh agree. i think he was really thrown for a loop with that dak prescott's injury yep and I, I, he almost looks like he's sort of lost out there on the field i think he is I, he's not a leader and it's no fault to him and I, I don't see that in a negative way he's just not he's just not a leader he's a, an outstanding football player but I think there's just too much pressure on him, and he's just he just isn't handling it well. I mean this this season he's out of shape. I mean I don't think yeah, he's I in think great he's shape. shape. Uh, you know yeah. I, I don't know if he's too much in his head. I'm not sure what's going Could on. Be. I mean there is a rumor out there that Dallas is going to be looking at possibly trading Elliot. Um, it's a big contract. It's a big contract, uh, and what team would bite on it? Yeah, uh, you know I I don't know, but. That's true. The Jets. I could see the Jets making a move like that. Speaking of the importance of Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers, the 49ers are six and twenty-six when Garoppolo does not play. Well, when you have the confidence of Jimmy G, <laughs> who basically uh, flirts with Aaron Andrew and Aaron Andrews on TV, <laughs> that kind of confidence that'll win games for That's you. That's it. So without him, that's I can see why they're not winning. Yes, yes. The uh, big upset of the game of the game of the day, and well, of the day because then we the talk day. about Monday and that upset. Yes, um, actually, I think this one might be a little more um, because there's so many things on this game. I don't understand why did the Jets beat the Rams. Why? Well, they lost I think, the number one pick. I think this game could go down in infamy in Jets franchise history, because even though they avoided going zero and sixteen, with this shocking road win in Los Angeles, which is ridiculous, this is going to cost them a shot at the number one pick and Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, who's one of the best quarterback prospects to come into the NFL in decades. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. I I don't I don't understand why they won. Um, they're not going to win the next game against the Browns. They're not going to win any more games. <laughs> the Rams were outcoached, outplayed, outmatched, and this cost the Rams first place in the NFC West. And they play the Seahawks next, who are in 
first place in the NFC West. So that's going to be a huge, huge game. And they haven't clinched a playoff berth yet with that loss. I mean, this was a big loss for the Rams. I think they just came in here and they were like, oh, it's the Jets. What's the big deal? And here we are. Yeah, you can never take a, uh, an opponent lightly. No. No matter no. how bad they are. No, no matter how bad they are. I, I don't understand why the Jets won, but I did say that the Jets would win one game. I didn't expect it to be against the Rams, I don't think. Well, just to show how hapless the Jets are, they can't even get tanking right. Given the... the they basically gave Jacksonville the win in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes with a meaningless late-season sta- late win. Yep. So they can't even tank right. No, they can't do anything right. And for the Rams, this was an embarrassment. Yeah. They lost to a winless team in December. Their offense produced only three points in the first half as the New York defense completely shut down the Rams' scoring attack. They got better in the second half once they started giving the ball to Cam Akers. Uh, once they started giving Cam Akers better blocking. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but Jared Goff, he needs a running game. In order to oh, be an effective quarterback, nothing. and they don't have a they running have nothing. game. Yeah, you know, he's nothing. not a quarterback who's capable of carrying an offense. No, no, he's he's not that type of a of a um, of a quarterback at all. I mean, for rushing, when your number two rusher is a wide receiver and Robert Woods, that kind of says a lot that about does your rushing game. That you need help. Um, but an interesting NFL history thing. This is only the second instance. In NFL history, where a team that entered with an 0-13 or worse record defeated a team that entered with 9-plus wins. Hmm. I have no idea what the first instance was <laughs> and when it was, but that is the interesting the interesting facts there. And the Jets won for the first time in 14 games a season. 13-game losing streak was the longest in team history. Hmm. Sam Darnold had a 99.8 passer rating. It's got to be his best ever. Frank Gore ran for 59 yards on 23 carries with a touchdown. The Jets played good ball. They did. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The Rams didn't didn't help themselves, but... I think another... You know, going back to Jared Goff, I think what he lacks is that killer instinct. Mm. Uh, He's too nice. He he just doesn't know how to, to, take, no prison, to take no prisoners. And, uh, you yeah. know, I think this game is a game an elite quarterback wouldn't have lost. Like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have lost this game. Yeah, that's true. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady wouldn't have lost never this lost game. Never lost that game. So, that's true. This uh, yeah, this is a game that that was an embarrassment for the Rams. They shouldn't have lost. And do yeah. we think how do we see them uh in the postseason? What do you think? The Rams? I don't think they're going to go very far. I haven't really been impressed with them all season. I feel like they look a little disorganized. I feel and... like though again they're also streaky. I feel like yeah. some games they're just outstanding, and then you have them losing to the it's Jets. The new logo, the new stadium. Just throwing. It them is off. a nice stadium. It is, and I like the logo. But yeah, no that that was definitely a um, a bit of a shocker for sure. Now, one last thing: if if the Jaguars lose their remaining two games. They're going to lead the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft because they hold a strength of schedule tiebreaker over the Jets. So, so by it's the, clear as day that Jacksonville has now secured the number one pick. The in worst the thing the Jets could have NFL done draft. is win this game. Yeah, and they did. 
And it doesn't mean anything. This no. is a meaningless win. Yep. So, as I said, the Jets can't even get tanking right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even get tanking. You know, just just after that first couple punches, just hit the mat and stay down. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals and the Eagles. This is another close game. The that... battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. <laughs> ah, yes. Very good. You've been waiting all podcasts to I say have. that, have you? And also the Battle of the Birds. It's also another one that we could say. Battle of the Birds. Cardinals yep. and Eagles. Yes. Um, Arizona came out with a 33-26 to 26 win. I felt like this game was a little closer than that. Um, Kyler Murray was just a beast. 27-36 for 406 yards. Three touchdowns. And a rush Scrambled TD. eight times for yep. 29 rushing yards and a fourth score. Yeah. They, they are pretty solidly the seventh seed in the playoffs it's pretty solid I, they could probably shift up maybe depending on what happens in front of them their next game is against the 49ers which they, they should, should win. win that game you know I, Arizona I've not been overly impressed with every you know th- this whole year or the past several years but I, I feel like they're starting to click a little bit under Murray I feel like they're starting to play a little bit more as a as a team unit. Uh, they definitely they definitely played well against the Eagles, but I gotta tell you, I thought Philadelphia played really well. I feel like the team is really rallying around Hurts. Um, I mean, he 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 ripped through Arizona's secondary. He engineered touchdown drives in the first half alone. I mean, he went 12-18 for 177 yards, three touchdowns prior to halftime. I mean, bottom line is this. He was down 16 and nothing at the end of the first quarter, and he didn't get discouraged, and he came back and got 20 points in the second. Now, Arizona got 10, so they were only down 26-20, to 20, but to be, you know, you're, you're down almost three touchdowns to down only one touchdown going into the half – that's pretty commendable for a rookie quarterback to not get that rattled. I mean, especially when you have, you know, Carson Wentz, the former starting quarterback for the Eagles, because I don't think he's going to start for the rest of the year. No. Who came out and basically said, I want to be moved if I'm going to be a backup quarterback. Well, is it confirmed he said that, or is that just a rumor? I saw that in a, in a couple articles. All right, so it's confirmed. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think if you have a quarterback that's going to say that, then – I give kudos to Hertz for not letting that get to him. And um, I hope it doesn't deter him from playing hard because if you're going to have that kind of an attitude on (laughs) your team, then you can go. I mean, I've said it before. You could kind of see in that all or nothing Philadelphia Eagles that it just didn't seem like the Eagles kind of rallied around Wentz. And now this pretty much confirms it, I think. I mean, they've got a huge game against the Cowboys coming up. I see the Cowboys. I see do see the Cowboys winning that game, but I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to start. I mean, uh, Murray outdueled Hurts, but it was yeah. he barely outdueled. Yeah, Hurts is Hurts is the deal. I like him a lot. I mean, Hurts mi- is missing most of his offensive line, mm-hmm. and he still went twenty four of forty four for three hundred and thirty eight yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he would have thrown for a fourth score if Dallas Goddard hadn't allowed the ball to hit the ground. He was even better than Murray as a scrambler. He rushed for 63 yards and a touchdown on 11, ca- 11 carries. I mean, it's still too early to call, but I think Jalen Hurts is the Eagles quarterback of the future. I think so. 
Now, uh, his pretty low deal, I mean, he's a rookie, would normally allow a team like the Eagles to build around, build an all-star roster around him, but they're stuck with Wentz's basically untradeable contract, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, I, you know, I guess the Eagles really saw Carson Wentz as their quarterback, which, and I guess that it makes sense. At first, I mean, he was. He was. And then injuries, 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 injuries. They still signed him to a huge contract after he didn't play the previous two seasons, full full seasons. You know what I mean? It's It kind of makes you a little suspect. I mean, he didn't win the Super Bowl for the no, Eagles. No, he didn't. It was he Nick didn't. Foles. It was Nick Foles. And Nick Foles took them the whole way, just yeah. about. Now, I mean, but, this doesn't bother me because I'm a Giants fan, so... Basically, seeing Philadelphia implode implode is awesome. That's great. Yeah, like the Patriots for me, it's great. absolutely. I, I mean, I, I honestly I could care less, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do like Jalen Hurts. I think he's really going to be the the next quarterback for the Eagles. Yes. Uh, but they're not going to be able to build an not yet a, a team around. Unless him. they can get somebody, I guess, to buy some of his contract. But I guess we'll have to see. So the Browns and the Giants. Um, yeah, they, you know, I got to say this about the Giants. They put it all out on the line. You know, if you're going to fake a field goal to try to get the first down, you know, I got to give Joe Judge credit for not taking the easy route and being aggressive. Well, um, but this is their fourth straight game of not hitting 20 points. Well, I mean, they're down Daniel Jones, no Saquon Barkley, and we didn't have our offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. So... They had to be a little creative to attempt to win this game, you know, trying the fake field goal. Yeah. Uh, going okay. for it on the fourth down. That's okay. I mean, they did fail on both those tries. Um, but they had three, I mean, three trips, I think, to the red zone and failed on. It was everyone. a tough game for the Giants. There probably isn't a lot to say unless you have a lot to say about it. Uh, well, uh. I know last week I really <laughs> raved about the Giants' defense, and they deserved it last week. Last week. This week, <laughs> I think the Giants could have recovered from their offensive failures if their defense stepped up. Um, that didn't really happen. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he was accurate. 17 and 19 passes alone in the opening half. Uh, he continued to shred the Giants after halftime. Ultimately, finished twenty-seven to thirty-two for two hundred ninety-seven yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know the Browns didn't. The only positive was the Browns didn't get much from their running game because the Giants are really good at rush defense. Uh, Nick Chubb only had fifty yards on fifteen carries. Uh, he did have a touchdown. Um, Kareem Hunt was a total bust in yeah. the running game. Total bust. So, I think that's your positive. Definitely, that is a positive. They, um, it was back to the Swiss cheese uh, defense. I mean, they had a big absence in their defense with uh, James Bradbury. I mean, he's injured, so that that hurts the Giants. Um, I mean, two weeks ago they bumped it up to Lacey Swiss cheese, and this past week they were back to their Swiss cheese. So, yeah. I mean, and also, you know, we Colt McCoy, lackluster. <laughs> I mean, he was typical 19 to 31 for 221 yards. I mean, he's able to move the chain sometimes, but he just would totally stall in the red zone. Um, you know, uh, Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram dropped a couple passes in the second half. Uh, 
Our offense yeah. just wasn't there, and the defense didn't step up this game to to pull out a win. Nope. I mean, the one bright spot was the the rush defense. Yeah. Yeah, and the G-Men have the Ravens next, which is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I don't see a win there. <laughs> the Browns have the Jets. They should easily take that game and, and make the um, NFC even more exciting since the Steelers lost to the Bengals <laughs> by 10 points. I am so glad that we're recording this Tuesday so we I know. can talk we about this We moved this, this game. to Tuesday. So Pittsburgh is the first team the first team in NFL history to lose multiple games in a single season in which they entered with 11 plus wins and their opponent entered with four or fewer wins. They lost to the skins and they lost last night to the Bengals. This was one of the ugliest starts to a game by a favorite to make the postseason team I've ever seen. Uh, the Steelers, their first half, they only generated 40 net yards of offense against, I think, the worst defense in the NFL. They averaged 1.4 yards per play, which means they would need eight plays to achieve just to achieve a first down. <laughs> so I don't know what Mike Tomlin said or yeah. screamed in the locker room at halftime, but the Steelers did play with more energy in the second half. They did. You know, they got some points on the board. I think they got... Uh, 17 points yep. by um, end of the third, fourth quarter. Uh, they got the ball back. They could have sent the game into overtime, but two Ben Roethlisberger's throws sailed high. Yeah, he's incomplete. really uh, – he was thrown off the back foot. I mean, Cincinnati just pressured, 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 pressured defense constantly in your face, uh, no holds barred. Like, I'm coming at you with everything. I'm going to rush Ben Roethlisberger because what have I said all year – if you, they play a good defense, the Steelers don't know what to do. And they pressured Ben. They made him throw off the, his the, his back foot, which caused the ball to go high. He went to throw a ball away. He threw it inbounds, and it was should have been intercepted. It went through the guy's hands. You know, the only real positive for Pittsburgh in this game is that Ben Roethlisberger is the seventh player in NFL history with 60,000-plus career pass yards. That is seriously, I would say, the only highlight – of this game Pittsburgh is I I don't I think the Browns are gonna win their division I do I think the Browns are just playing better ball Pittsburgh lost this game because of one reason Ben Roethlisberger yeah he was horrendous 20 for 38 170 yards one touchdown interception he's lucky he wasn't picked four or five times he can't blame his receivers on this one because there were no drops by his receivers his offensive line was missing a couple starters but that shouldn't have affected him. Uh, this game was lost by Ben Lo- Ben Roethlisberger. And I agree. I think because of Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers will have a short stay in the AFC playoffs. Yep. With that loss, by the way, it moves the Bills into second place behind Kansas City. Just want to point that out All as right. well. So, uh, And it, the Bills could end up getting, uh, well, no, Kansas City will get the number one seed in the AFC, but the Bills will get the number two. So Roethlisberger, I think, hit his lowest point on Monday night. Uh, he His numbers, 20 of 38 passing. Uh, he had a 73.4 rating, yeah, 4.4 yards per attempt. This came against what is the league's number 22 pass defense. 
So Monday marked the fifth straight game and with Roethlisberger rated under 90, making him a subpar quarterback in relation to the rest of the league's starters. Uh, he's He was nearly as bad as he was in the loss to Washington in Week 13, He was and he was worse in the loss to Buffalo in Week 14. Yeah. So I, I think an issue is the Steelers are stuck with a compressed passing game. Yeah. The Bengals weren't scared of being nope. burned deep. Because so he they, can't throw deep. So they were aggressive in going yep. after Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> they Big forced bat. him to be accurate uh, on intermediate to deep shots. He wasn't. Uh, there's no no running game because Connor's out. Yeah, and Snell just isn't the same. I mean, there's it's no secret that the Steelers' offense is all about short passing. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger doesn't want to get hurt. Nope. Um, I mean, he's got Juju Smith. He's got Claypool. I mean, he's, he's got, got great receivers, great guys to throw the ball to. Um, so he just, you know, without them having that deep threat, the defense is just going to rush him. And I feel like he's afraid of getting hit, so he yeah. doesn't throw. He, that's why he throws the ball so quickly. I agree. I, I feel like his arm strength is. It's done. It's done. I do think uh, the big star of this game was Cincinnati. Giovanni oh, Bernard. Yeah, absolutely. He was the, the offensive stud for the Bengals. 83 yards, 25 attempts, one touchdown, three yards average. All you got to do is just keep keep giving him the ball and let him pound his way through. And Ryan Finley, the, the, the quarterback, I mean, his stats are kind of anemic. He's fine, um, whatever. He did Doesn't matter. He got it done. <laughs> the key to his performance is he didn't commit a turnover. No, no, he got it done. He protected the ball. He did what he had to do. He threw it away when he had to. I, I thought they played a great game. I, I really, I really do. I, I thought you know, considering the Bengals have the Texans, Cincinnati should probably win that game. Houston has has been less than impressive, um, but you never know. But the big one is Steelers play the Colts. That's well, going to be a big game for them. I was not impressed by the Colts, though, in their mm, last game. I, I feel like the Steelers-Colts is the battle between two aging arms. I think yeah, Philip Rivers' arm is not right. what it used to be, and Ben Roethlisberger's arm is definitely not what it used to no. be. Uh, I Regardless, mean, it'll be a good game. It'll be the black and gold versus the blue and white, and I think the Colts are going to win that game. I agree with that. I, as I said, I, I think the reason why Pittsburgh is in such a slump is Ben Roethlisberger. The reason why they're not go- they're going to have an early exit from the AFC playoffs, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and I think they, um, if you you know, it was interesting because the beginning of the season, everybody was saying, "Oh, Ben Roethlisberger for MVP," and I know you weren't, but. You look at him now, and far from MVP numbers. Now he's not even that. He's not even being a leader. He's not even being smart. So he wants to come back for the 2021 season. Bless him. Uh, You know he's going to carry a 41.25 million salary cap in what would be his age 39 season. Uh, This the Steelers, who are pretty uh, cash strapped, would need to restructure his deal to keep him. But I don't think it's worth doing. It's not a. It's, it's going to be a pretty poor return on that investment. Uh, the Steelers would have to eat twenty two point two five million in dead money if they yep. trade or release him. Uh, but they would save nineteen million towards the cap. 
Now, what I think is uh, a bad decision on the Steelers' part is that they they didn't go and look and then stash away a replacement for Roethlisberger. Uh, they're going to have to really tap into the strong quarterback class this year for mm-hmm. 2021 mm-hmm. Uh, because I think his time is up. I yeah. mean, look at the AFC. I mean, look at uh, the quarterbacks that are in his division, the oh. ages. They're yeah. all under 25. Yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, he he's had a great career. I was surprised he came back this year. Um, he's showing his age, and he, that's it. It's it is what it is. His leadership is good, but leadership alone's not gonna yeah, win you a game. Like I was saying before, maybe. <laughs> the last game I want to talk about is Tennessee and Detroit, and only because Derrick Henry has one thousand six hundred and seventy nine rushing yards on the season. He is almost to the single season rushing record. He should All get I know it is next I week. am going to make him my top priority in fantasy football yep. next year. I need Cor- Derrick Henry. <laughs> Corey Davis had his fifth 100 yard game. Tennessee has the Packers next. I think it's going to be a tight game. The Packers have secured their uh, playoff, but um, I think Derrick Henry's going to. I think Derrick Henry is going to have another great game. Uh, he's going to run through their defense. I, I I I see Tennessee actually winning that game. Detroit, this is their third consecutive losing season. No chance for the playoffs, and that wraps up our NFL Week 15 recap, which was an hour long, and most of our show. But we do want to touch on one more topic, and we'll make it brief. One of our favorite sports. Although it's very exciting, the NHL announced a 56-game schedule that is going to start on January 13th. The best Christmas present I think I could have gotten yep, this yep. year. They are having a divisional realignment, which includes a Canadian division, but what I'm most excited about that is that the Battle of Alberta, which is Calgary versus Edmonton, is going to happen a record 10 times this year, and I need to find a way to get into Canada so I can go see those games. They are not letting your American ass <laughs> into Canada because they think we all have COVID. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's nothing better than seeing a little bit of Calgary-Edmonton rivalry. Um, I, we saw it in minor league hockey. There were probably 15 fights in the game. It was a very physical game. Edmonton-Calgary 10 times. It makes me very excited. I know you're really stoked about this. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so quickly, a uh, couple of uh, changes that we're yeah. going to see this season. Uh, for the first time, NHL teams will be able to put advertisements on the sides of players' helmets. Interesting. Um, it's basically being allowed as a way for teams to recoup some revenue. Also makes good to pre-existing or naming rights sponsors. Um, according to league sources, this agreement is only for this season. Yeah, right. Uh, and the league has to sign off on the ad choices. Once they do um, it once, it's not going to go away. No. I mean, knowing the NHL, the, ad, the ads are not going to be outlandish. The NHL is pretty conservative. No, no. It'll be, they'll, be, they'll be appropriate. So, I mean, for, the, for example, like the New Jersey Devils will probably have Prudential logo on the side of their helmets because they play in and the Prudential. And Calandro's Sim. Bakery. Ooh, Calandro's. Yes. If you ever want the best cannoli or uh, Shriadel, Calandra's Bakery. Tiramisu, bread, yeah. any sort of Italian pastry baked product, go to Calandra's. There's your commercial. <laughs> Located in five different locations in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the, the 
there's a few other tweaks to this season. Um, so if typically if a rookie plays 10 games, it means his entry-level contract kicks in for that season. This season, that threshold for rookies will be seven games. And lastly, to help alleviate call-up issues, teams will be able to carry taxi squads of four to six players. That's smart. Taxi squad players will receive their full AHL salaries and therefore not count towards the team's $81.5 million salary That's cap. smart. That's the taxi smart. squad would practice with the regular 23-player roster, potentially travel with the varsity club, and have to follow the same COVID-19. Varsity club. <laughs> the same COVID-19. It's like JV and... Varsity. Well, I mean, JV, when you remember high school oh, sports, yeah. JV oh, yeah. always traveled on the same bus with varsity. Oh, yeah. Always. And yeah. you never knew when... You would have to get called up. You'd have to Put get called up. Put me in, up. coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. That's it. <laughs> so, I, I I don't know about Jen. I am stoked. I'm excited. I, I I'm love, excited. I mean, I love hockey. What, uh, what I'm disappointed about, and I'm only disappointed because we can't go take advantage of it, is that... Very, very strong rumor that one of the hubs is going to be the Prudential Center in Newark, which is literally 35 minutes away from us. And it would be sort of the host for the, I guess what they're kind of considering, the Atlantic North Conference, which would be Boston, New York, um, probably Buffalo, New Jersey. Well, I have the um, I have the breakdown. The North is Senators, Canadians, Maple Leafs, Jets, Oilers, Flames and Canucks. Yeah, that's the Canadian division. The East yep. is the Bruins, the Sabres, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Caps. See, that's the one that could potentially be playing at Prudential. Mm-hmm. Central's Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Panthers, Stars, Predators, Lightning. Oh, the Panthers and the Lightning are stuck in the Central. Okay. <laughs> the West, uh, Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Wild, Kings, Golden Knights, Sharks, and Blues. And now, San Jose Sharks. Seattle? Uh, the Seattle Kraken have their draft on July 21st, the so expansion draft. So they're 2022. Okay. They're so, 21. They're 20. They're 21, 22 season. Yeah. All right. For some reason, I thought they were. Now, there. San Jose, the, uh, the Sharks, mm. they can't play in San Jose. Mm-hmm. They do not know the way to San Jose <laughs> as they have to play in Arizona right yeah. now and they have to have their camp in Arizona. So where's their hub going to be? Because California is so locked down. Like Las Vegas, maybe? Arizona. That's where they're doing their preseason. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense to have it in Phoenix. So, I mean, that's that's what um, uh, 40... No. Yeah, yeah 49ers, 49ers had to do. Yeah. 49ers, yeah, so... All right. I mean, that's not horrible, but, you know, it's not... It's not ideal, but yeah, I think it's, I'm excited that there, there's going to be hockey. Um, I'm excited about the Calgary Edmonton rivalry for 10 times. The rest of the games, I'm like, yeah. So what I'm excited <laughs> about is how the postseason's going to work. So the regular season's going to wrap up on May 8th and the league will return to a 16 team best of seven, four round playoff format. Four teams from each division will qualify for the playoffs. So the first two rounds will be intra-divisional play. Then the four division winners will advance to the semifinals, reseeded based on their regular season point totals. So number one would play number four, number two would play number three. The two semifinal teams will play in the Stanley Cup final. And and that means it's not necessarily going to be an Eastern Conference team versus a Western Conference team competing for the Cup. Right. So I think that... This is kind of neat. I think that could be chaotic, but I think it's going to be fun. This is kind of neat. Yeah. This is... I kind of like that. I like that. 
That's so going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be different. It's going to be challenging. Uh, you know, you don't know what the future may bring. But I think for the fans, it's giving us something An to look forward to after Christmas is done. I know that they were talking about potentially um, having fans at the postseason well, next year. I mean, it's still too early to tell. Well, I the know. Dallas Stars are going to have uh, fans. Because oh. uh, Texas is currently allowing its professional sports teams to have 50% capacity at in- indoor events. So the Dallas store Dallas Stars are going to have um I think about 5,000 people. Okay. Their home arena re- usually seats about 18,000. Okay. So, but I think that's it. Wow. And Road trip to Dallas to see hockey. <laughs> that's a that's We'll a do our live broadcast from uh Dallas. Uh and I think uh they're though i mean i know they did commit to we have a we have a start date i think there's that canada's still up in the air though aren't they or no canada's definitely going to play okay canada's going to play it was a matter of what are they going to do for the postseason ah and okay. you know because i toronto and edmonton was so they were so successful in having the players in the bubble it was just the right setup that's the thinking with having Prudential Center is that you have several hotels right there. You oh, have New York housing City, there. Yeah. You've got New York City. So you could more or less keep p- people in the bubble. Well, um, if you've ever, if you've never been to Newark, if you're in that bubble, you don't want to leave the bubble. Um, There's but, nothing. <laughs> but uh, Edmonton and Toronto, you know, I think they're figuring out, okay, I, I think this is how they were able to do it was because they do have a Canadian division. If they didn't have a Canadian division, I don't think they would have been able to have a season. I do like too that the you could sort of go with the advertising, the marketing for the Canadian division. They're the North. You could say, you know, like we are the North or you know, oh, yeah. something cool. We like are that. Tim Horton the North. <laughs> we are Tim Horton. <laughs> we are Molson. We are Mol- no, they drink cores up there. That's I know. So that was weird. disappointing. We've talked about so that. Bummed. But anyway. Um I so, just want I just want a good Canadian beer and they're like we have Coors. Coors Premium. <laughs> what the hell's that? And those weird the bloody Caesars. Oh yeah, with the clam juice. Clamato and vodka. Yep. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, I, that's what they all drink at the hockey I games. Know. I I don't so understand bizarre. that. So but bizarre. I, poor Jen wanted a Molson. It was hard to find. It was hard to there find. There was one stand and they looked at me funny because I ordered a Canadian. Oh, you They probably Molson? looked at you funny too cuz you're from New Jersey and you talk much faster than they do. Yes. But we love Canada. We're not making fun of no, you. No, Canada's love great. Love Canada. It. Love it. So we're love not, Canada. you know, oh, Canada, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, folks, that comes to an end of our sixth episode of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. We thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And we hope you have a great Christmas. We're probably taking a break next week. We haven't totally decided on what we're doing. So episode seven might be next week. Or it might be the week after. We're not totally sure. So then we'll sure. have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you think this hour and 15 minutes is long. Wait until that one. We may have to break it into two episodes. So we'll have to see what we decide to do. But we do thank you for listening. And please make sure that you follow us on iTunes. You can also go to anchor.fm slash timeoutjl and follow us there. And we hope you have a great week or two. Enjoy your holidays and take Stay care. Stay safe.